Hey there, Film Buds. Welcome back to the Film Buds Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. And I'm Lauren. And uh, today is our our first March episode. Woo! March! Yeah, that's right. Um, this is like episode 258? 259? Something like that. We'll figure it out in post. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> and you clicked on it, so you should know. <laughs> um, and... Uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, we, we ended, um, you know, Black History Month last month. It was a very good time. I enjoyed mm-hmm. the month overall. Uh, dear, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Um, this, this fine March day, you know, it's, it's definitely feeling more like spring here than it probably should this time of year in, in, in dear old North Kakalaki. Um, but, you know, I'm enjoying it. So it's it's a it's a good day. It's a good day to talk about talk about movies, you know. When isn't? I mean, honestly, here on the film buds, every day is a good day to talk about movies. That's right. That's right. Um, no, I I agree with you. You know, it's it's definitely you know a nice, pleasant, bright day. You know, at the moment, um, and uh, I definitely agree with you that it normally should be colder. I do find it a little bit unsettling how warm it is, but you know. Uh, that aside, it is nice to not, I guess, necessarily be, be freezing to death in the morning anymore. Um, no, yeah, as we sip our morning coffee. Yeah, that's right. Um, but, uh, no, it is a, it is a good day and, and we do have a good episode in store for y'all. We're going to be doing a a double feature, actually. We're going to be talking about, since the new one just came out, uh, Creed 3, we're going to be talking about Creed and Rocky, the original Rocky. Um... So I guess before we we get started into that, um, you're not much of a sports person in 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 real life. You don't really watch any singular sport religiously. There are certain sports that you actively don't watch. Um, so with all that said, I do have a little bit of uh, a starting question for you. What sport do you think? Uh, is the most interesting to watch cinematically, and why? The most cinematic sport to watch. Um, I really think that is... I guess it's, it's, it really just depends on how you tell me it. You mm. know, I think that a football movie can be excellent, you know, if if shot the right way to really make it dynamic. Or um, the baseball movie is always a classic because it's got a nice amount of pause and it's not a bunch of guys running around. Like you can really like, have those character moments written into the how how the game is is laid out. Um, I don't know. I guess I guess probably like a bad a bad sport to to try and make cinematic for me is is like golf. Like I don't care about golf. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, but yeah, I think it's just really like, um, cause I grew up watching like Sandlot was like a classic sport movie that I, I watched a lot of and like didn't really consider it a sport movie. Cause I think that the, the best kind of sport movie is the one that is the least amount about the sport itself and more about like the players. Mm-hmm of the sport. I think, you know, cause 42 is a great movie, but it's about Jackie Robinson um, and not necessarily about baseball specifically. It's just about his story within our history of baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, uh, Rudy. Rudy's a great football movie, mm-hmm. but it's it's not about you know the sport itself. Um, there's nothing there's nothing dynamic for me about sports really. 
without the 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 meat and potatoes around yeah. it. Yeah, you know, um, you were talking about golf, you know, um, and I was really thinking about it, and I feel like golf movies, probably more so than any other sport movie, um, you you need to have the off the field drama that's fueling the circumstance of the golf be really engaging, mm-hmm. you know, um, because to a certain degree, sports movies are kind of almost like action movies, right? You can sometimes just get by on the presentation of the athleticism well, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and making it engaging and thrilling to watch that way. Golf doesn't have that. Yeah. So you really have to rope people in on you know that that off the field drama far more so i think than you you probably have to do with other sports Mm -hmm. um i also find that i guess like shorter sports work better in the in the format of like having it be like a good movie mm -hmm. you know like i i cannot have i guess to go back to to golf or let's say another one um i don't really like tennis movies because tennis has so many rounds Mm. You know, it's it's hard to, or, or, or a NASCAR movie where you're, like, watching a whole bunch of people go around in a circle, like, 50 times. You know, it's it's really difficult to for that to be, like, so engaging for long periods of time. Because also, like, I don't really understand the, the, the rules of the sport itself. Mm-hmm. So much to be like, oh, yes, this, this, this mile marker that they're talking about means something to me. Because... You know, I know that we're halfway done at this point or, you know, we've got one round left or something. You know, this is the make or break moment. Well, you know, I feel like whenever you have a sport that does uh, maybe not have the same sort of mass awareness of, of rules, that is usually when, even with movies that do have some of the awareness of rules built into them, that's usually when you have the announcers, you know, come in, mm-hmm, you know, as mm-hmm. part of the, the built-in soundscape of the film. As we enter into lap 250, you know. Yeah, like, uh, that's just noise, you know. At a we're point. now officially <laughs> at the halfway point of the race, and it's looking like things aren't going well for, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Johnny Bobby in the in the Mountain Dew car. Um, <laughs> that's right. That's right. I like Johnny Bobby. Um, and so that's, uh, that's, I think, you know, the, the typical sort of device that a lot of people try to, like, skate away with, you know, is the, as the fill-in points for mm-hmm. the audience, you know. This is why you should care that, you know, this is where the stakes are at, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a thing. Um, it's interesting you mentioned tennis. Tennis does have a lot of rounds, but I think the benefit about tennis is that, much like a boxing movie, it's a duel. You know, yeah, you get yeah, the yeah, intensity yeah. of the back and forth, and I think that that is where it can get really engaging but also you know with boxing you can have them be in the same shot Mm -hmm. together tennis it's like watching two people shoot at each other you know uh back and forth and Mm -hmm. so i think cinematically you do run the risk of like potentially losing some of your geography you know at the at the at the wrong time but to a certain degree you know you just need the power of the montage of the the sensibility of it Mm -hmm. who's winning who's losing based on the intensity of what's going on. No, yeah, and, and how how is that a driving force for my main character, who I would assume is one of the, the people? Yeah, are we know? seeing them grimace a lot? Are we seeing them victorious a lot? You know, we can chop through some of the rounds, mm-hmm. you know, with those sorts of things. Um, uh, I think one of the 
best obscure sports ever put into a, a movie is easily uh, bobsled with cool runnings. Oh, uh, fantastic <laughs> film. Absolutely a fantastic film. I think sometimes obscure sports, you know, or sometimes, or the obscure presentation of sport is sometimes the best use of sports films. Dodgeball. Mm-hmm. Um, Happy Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Um you know, cool runnings, these sorts of, you know, more out there, more odd usages of sports that otherwise don't have that sort of attention or appeal, you mm-hmm. know, to a degree. I remember growing up, there was this, like, Disney movie that was the, like, Danica Patrick story, and it was, like, her growing up and becoming, like, the, the first female NASCAR, and I mm-hmm. always thought that was really interesting, because there was also, like, a story behind it that was that was way more gripping, I felt like, than, you know, just watching the sport itself you know play out um rush is a movie that i like quite a lot because it's a racing movie but it's they wanted the structure to be a race between the two characters um and so they didn't necessarily want it to be a villain you know in a good guy narrative Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know they wanted it to feel like two contenders no, um, yeah. And also, like, you know, again, if you're doing something creative with it, like, that's interesting for me. But if it's, like, purely, like, the, um, uh, a football movie that is, that is showcasing the joys of football, you know, I could care less. No, I could, I I could absolutely, it's, it's just, like, watching the sport for me. Um, no, I totally understand where you're at. I think, uh, my, my current pitch for a, a sport movie that I, that crossed through my head that, that I absolutely would go and watch, um, uh, Danny McBride led curling film. Oh hell yeah! Absolutely, <laughs> sign me right on up. Oh gosh, you're over here spitting gold. I was, I was thinking about that gymnastics movie um, with the teenagers, where it's like supposed to be like a, it's like a, like a kick-ass kind of, you know, mm-hmm. got like these. Do you remember this film? Is is any of this ringing any bells and for you? And it's not Bring It On. No, it's not Bring It On because it's gymnastics. It's not um, cheerleading. It was like this movie that came out in like the the early teens, um, maybe like the late, just aughts. I guess I probably know it, but it's not clicking anything hard right now. Do you have a name? Oh gosh, I would have to look it up. Mm. Um, Don't worry about it then. But it was like one of those films again that was interesting because it, I think it, I think it had America Ferrera or somebody you know America Ferrera type in it. You know, but it was um, this group of girls who were competing to be you know the in the Olympics was basically like the goal, and it was it was just an interesting story that I can't apparently remember the name of, <laughs> but it's been years since I watched it. Uh, but I was just like trying to think of another sport movie, and you're just over here like throwing out pure pure fire. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'd watch the shit out of that movie. Oh, absolutely. Um, It'd be fantastic. Make it a tight 90, you know, in and out. Done. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because also we're going to take it, like, uh, really seriously. We're going to, like, really have him be, like, that mustachioed man from North Carolina that was in the Olympics. Yeah. Fuck yes. Um... That's who he can play. I want it. Um, Please. You know, and we can we can get like a little, a few cameos in there of some good curling competitors, you know, mm-hmm, Melissa mm-hmm. McCarthy, you know, or something. Uh, no, yeah, because it's a, it's a sport like golf that you don't have to like actually be physically fit to do. You just um, have to be, I guess, flexible enough to like do the, do the lunge and the throw and like the shakes, the, the little. Um, the, the broom shakes, yeah. yeah. The broom, uh, <laughs> we clearly know about curling. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I think a really good curling movie would help educate the masses right. on this underrated sport of pure gold. My mother loves curling. Uh, and there's a, a co-worker of mine did like a, a curling class and he had a great time doing curling. No, yeah, because there's apparently a curling center in our in our in our vicinity. Yeah. So um hell yeah to that. <laughs> um But yeah, I think uh I think that that's all well and good. I, I think that um yeah, for me, I, I definitely tend toward, you know, things like boxing, tennis, um, you know, things that allow us to really get into the nitty gritty of, of individual characters. Because I think that, that um, you know, when you typically get into team sports, you're usually focusing on an individual, you know, amongst the team. It's not so much of the ensemble you know, that's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, a really great example of, I think a good ensemble in a sports movie is a league of their own, um, which is about women's baseball during world war two while all the men were away. Mm. Um, with Gina Davis, um, uh, Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, wow. That's a whole cast of weird people. Oh my gosh. And Tom Hanks. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. He didn't get sent to the war. You say he's the coach. Oh, oh, and he's he's sort of a um, a gruff figure um, and a little bit of a drinker, uh, and it's it's a really enjoyable Tom Hanks performance. Copy, interesting. Um, with a great cameo performance of John Lovitz as the recruiter. Hmm. Uh, very enjoyable film, uh, and so I think that that one does a good job of balancing some of the ensemble because all of those characters of that team feel really distinct and unique. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, the other thing, right? Like, 42 is a great movie for Chadwick and for Harrison. Um, and to a certain degree, you know, it does allow Alan Tudyk to go and play against type. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, beyond that, who else are the people on his team, really, to a certain degree? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, but, I mean, they're, like, they're they're faceless, nameless mm-hmm. people. Because that it's are about... Yeah, but it's 42, also, you know, like, track. I guess what side of the of, of the topic do mm-hmm. they sit on, you know, and you, I feel like they do a good job of me being like, I don't know their names, but I do know that this guy likes, you know, likes Jackie, and this guy is, 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 yeah. is, is racist, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I think that, you know, that's, that's a, another key element for me is also, you know, how if you're going to give the time to other characters, you know, how well do you, how well do you balance the personality of team members? You I know, get that. Make everyone seem unique and varied. Um, yeah. Um, I guess with all that said, we should go ahead and jump into, you know, especially since I brought it up, b- boxing. Um, yes, 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 yes. Let's talk about boxing. Yeah. You know, we, we decided to, since Creed 3 is coming out this weekend, go and review both Rocky and Creed. It started out as just being Creed. Um, because I haven't seen Creed. But then... But then, while discussing the fact that I hadn't seen Creed, we learned that my wife hadn't seen Rocky. And so it just became a whole thing. (laughs) And, And so then it was like, well, we've got to watch Rocky as well. So... That's also partially why the episode is a little bit later than usual, as we, we tacked on a little bit late. Um... Another idea. Yeah, and so, but who cares? Uh, Here we are, we're doing it, you're listening, we're having a good time. Yeah, that's right. Uh, And so, we decided, even though we watched them Creed, then Rocky, that we would review them for you in in chronological order, so we'll be kicking things off first with 
uh, 1976's Rocky. Uh, the film is directed by John G. Avildsen, who also did The Karate Kid. Okay, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and it is written by Sylvester Stallone. Uh, the premise is a small-time Philadelphia boxer gets a supremely rare chance to fight the world heavyweight champion in a bout in which he strives to go the distance for his self-respect. And it stars Sylvester Stallone, of course, as the titular Rocky Balboa, Talia Shire, Burt Young, Carl Weathers, uh, and Burgess Meredith. Uh, and the film was rated PG, and it, it had a two-hour runtime. Um, and what started off, of course, as one film went and birthed... Um, now like six sequels or something like that so without any further ado uh dear what did you think of rocky i liked rocky um i've got i guess some some issues with with it but i'll get into those a little later um i think that this movie is understandably a success um i i understand why people like it i understand why it has such a following and such a legacy um, because it's awesome, and, and it just looks really good, you know, we've got this great underdog story of, of Rocky, you know, this is, considering I'd never seen any of these films before, and had only, you know, known all of the, the, the quintessential moments of Rocky, like him running up the stairs moment, and him punching the meat, you know, and, like, that's pretty much it, <laughs> you know, him wearing the weirdest, saddest looking sweatpants ever, you know, those are the things that stick. Um, but I guess I had always expected, like, Rocky to be this, like, prize fighter and to, and to walk into this film knowing that he was, he was this, like, bum on the street, basically. Like, even these, these, these boxers who didn't have any, any, any money in their bank felt higher up on the, on the, on the totem pole than Rocky did in his own, in his own neighborhood. And I thought that that was really interesting. Um, uh, we got a lot of colorful characters, you know, we get, we get the, the Italian stallion himself you know, playing himself. Um, <laughs> like, come on, Rocky Balboa is supposed to be Stallone. It's okay. Um, it's it's 150% Stallone. But he's doing great, and it's, it's so much fun to see, like, young Stallone, because I grew up watching a lot of old man Stallone and things, where he's just, like, old manning about, and he's been old manning since he was, like, 50, you know, in movies. Because he wasn't, like, ever going to be, like, the true action, action star forever. It's the same thing with Arnold. You know, they hit their peak, and then they just kind of, like, coasted on being famous mm -hmm. for a while after that. Um, it was fun to see Talia Shire. Hadn't seen her since um, us watching the... The Godfather. The Godfather films. films. Yeah. Um, this felt like a weird companion piece to The Godfather for me. It was like, you know, I guess... I also don't really watch a lot of, like, Italian leads and things. So, like, for me, it was almost like a, this is exactly the same kind of dynamics. We've got, like, our weird, like, Italian-isms, American-Italian, excuse me, isms, where it's like this, hey, yo, forget about it, you know, slapping people left, right, and center kind of, like, attitude. And you're like, I don't understand how these people are functioning. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, which, which leads for me, I guess, into the... Um, I wanted to like Rocky as a character more, mm -hmm. you know, like there were times when I was like, yeah, you know, I totally understand and totally with this guy. And I think that all of like this movie for me didn't really age that great. No, there are definitely certain parts of it that um, make Rocky a little bit rougher around the edges. Um, 
and it's 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 like literally all having to do with adrian and like this this woman and his interactions with her i just i don't know like i guess maybe my modern sensibility you know after after the the joys of the 70s the the reality of of right now strikes women differently is like he's he is aggressive (laughs) to say to say the least i guess and um and like you know you walk away from it with like a you know i guess he's better than her brother but like that's a that's a low bar to clear no yeah because her brother is a fucking scumbag and like he's just this like sad little twerp of a dude and that's kind of almost like what this movie like pulls out a lot of is is a lot of this like weird toxic masculinity like vulnerable and in this vulnerable state Mm -hmm. you know these these people who have been using all of this bluster as as like a defense for for actually being just like a sad little baby Mm -hmm. it's like her brother sucks but he's also masking all of this with like alcoholism Mm -hmm. you know to 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 get through his day he has to be smashed which means that he goes through these wild and crazy mood swings which usually is is him being very aggressive to his sister Mm -hmm. um to the point of like forcing her to go on a date with rocky even though rocky wants to go on a date with her but has and has no idea that she's not expecting him he's literally like forcing her out of the house he he throws her turkey her thanksgiving turkey outside and it's like you're gonna go out on a date with this guy yeah you're not gonna stay inside and cook that stupid fucking meal and it's just I just, you know, comparatively, sure, Rocky is, like, you know, this mm-hmm. white knight. But then, like, he, like, face- forces her to, like, come into his apartment. Yeah. And, like, you know, why don't you want to get comfortable? And what's going on? You don't like my house? Like, was something there is something wrong with me? And literally the moment she's like, I think I'm going to leave because I'm uncomfortable, he, like, fucking corners her. And is like, but I'm just going to kiss you real quick, okay? Like, you don't have to kiss me, but, like, I want to kiss you. And then he just does it. And then they had sex, and I was like, I don't understand anything this movie is trying to tell me because this is not a good relationship. And it, it was just another thing that I was just not expecting from the franchise, you know, of, of, of knowing him screaming, Adrian! You know, it's it's classic. I was like, oh, this is going to be a true love story. And I was like, ew! <laughs> <laughs> While watching it, and I just, I don't know, I don't know. Um... But I thought that uh, Carl Weathers makes this movie. Yeah. Makes it better. Every scene that he's in, his perfectly um, soft-looking afro, mwah. His, his fantastic mustache, fantastic. Him coming in in that patriotic outfit for the fight, gold. Like, I love the fact that this man is hamming it up as the buffest man in town, basically. Yeah. It's it's great it's it's truly fun because carl weathers like deserves more more attention and did especially in his prime and he ended up like playing characters like this but he is here and he is having fun yeah and he's doing a great job oh yeah completely those are those are those are my thoughts um i'm gonna pass the the mic off to you so um you know i hadn't seen rocky in in some time but it was a it was a movie that i had seen growing up But also wasn't necessarily one that, like, we watched on the regular. Mm-hmm. I don't think we even necessarily had it on, on DVD. I think it was one that we would occasionally rent, you know, kind of a thing. Um, Good old blockbuster. And so, going back and re-watching it, you know, was was definitely in some ways like watching it, you know, a second time. Uh, for the first time. And... 
it definitely was was an interesting experience i think also because so much of the the creed and 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 apollo or apollo creed mythos you know and the filtration of what the the franchise has become does to your point imply something different about that fight between apollo and 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 rocky you Mm -hmm. know um and so for it to actually be that like the the creed character was just sort of this um at this point almost you know oj levels of fame you know i'm gonna be in movies i'm on tv you know i've got this media you know empire branding empire that i'm building he literally looks like he's running for political office in like every scene that we see yeah you know that's probably in the 20 year plan you know for for creed when we first meet him he almost feels a little bit like a dandy you know Mm -hmm. um compared to our our contender as it were and i think that it is interesting that a lot of boxing stories do especially call on um you know and again it's it's you know partially the the narrative impact of it but it also does almost to a degree feel like a trope that uh, a lot of your boxing stories i feel like do typically surround yourselves around poverty centric um leads you know when when we interact with them yeah um there's that uh play that's about a boxer you know and he's like a poor boxer that's is also it, is it like a cinderella man is, um, is that I, the one you're talking about i can't remember if it's cinderella man um but there is one out there and again cinderella man you know it's inside of the the great depression mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. here you've got rocky who's like working as um as like a low-level criminal you know sort of uh bruiser you know from time to time and that's part of the thing that has like squandered his name um and so it's really interesting to have it be this sort of you know have and have not narrative that's also at play you know this guy who who's having to go further and fight harder because you know he's not in shape he hasn't been getting the training you know that he's needed to really be ready for this fight Mm-hmm. It's but, kind of reversal of mm-hmm. it as well because Carl Weathers is a black man, but he's the more successful one yeah. out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that that's all really interesting. I think that it's a great encapsulation also of, you know, 70s filmmaking. It has that sense of, um, you know, that pseudo-documentary capturing real lifestyle, you know, where you've got a lot of background noise and it's these long takes, you know. And um, it was really enjoyable to go back and... and re-experience also again what the the first movie is like because as we've talked about before so often your first film of a franchise is nothing at all like whatever it ends up becoming mm-hmm. you know the the essence of whatever that first film was kind of gets pulled into and spread across several other films but you know the first rocky isn't really exactly like any of the other rockies um and, and you know, it's kind of like Rambo. Mm-hmm. After the first Rambo, none of the other Rambo movies are really exactly like that first Rambo movie. Um, that one gets even further. And, you know, it, it creates a pop culture sort of presence and mythos, you oh. know, that is an amalgam of all of that filtered. Well, it's like Jason. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, the the first Friday the 13th movie is, is not even Jason as our lead. He's not even a character. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just somebody who keeps getting talked about. Yeah, it's, it's it's the it's the Maltese Falcon, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like this is this is totally like that 
Yeah, and, like, especially since I had seen the Creed movie and not this one, like, I was really expecting, like, something really different based on this movie that's, you know, like, God, what, like, 30, 40 years removed Mm -hmm. at this point? I'm not sure when when Creed actually, the first one came out. Um, But, no, I was really just expecting, like, whatever led to that, I guess, a little bit closer, you know, instead of them going these, like, weird leaps and bounds into, like, you know... It, it's got the name slapped on it. Yeah. You know, so therefore... Right in the... Right in the um, oh gosh, what is the... In the verse, in the... In the... In the um, it, it's, in the, it's in the canon. Oh yeah, there we go. There we <laughs> go, I got there. Finally made it. Woo. <laughs> um, and yeah, you know, the, the Talia Shire part... Um, Adrian is not necessarily she's she's interesting and only in so far as like what does she find attractive about this man because we never really get into her perspective as a character it's we really have to you know assume a lot about what it is that is drawing her toward Rocky um honestly I think that like the attention mm-hmm. is something that really attracts her to Rocky is because he is so interested in her and no one has ever seen her like this. That, like, you see this this kind of, like, butterfly out of the shell mm-hmm. transformation throughout the movie with her character of this, like, her blossoming into the woman that, like, I guess eventually, you know, has the, has the courage to yell at her brother and, and tell Rocky that she loves him, mm-hmm. you know, and to wear that, that the, the, the cute little red hat as she runs to Rocky at the end of the fight, you know. But, like, when we first meet her, she's she's nothing like that. And but that's also why I think I don't... I understand we get to, like, a good ending, but, like, the, that... Him being, like, I like shy girls, and then, like, pinning her up to the wall is such a stressful scene for me. No, I understand. That's... It's it's admitted... It, it's admittedly not great. No, yeah, and I, I understand that it's the context of the 70s, and, like, in this day and age that it's not seen, especially in, like, you know, the neighborhoods that Rocky is is from... You know, I I get it, but ugh. <laughs> um, but no, I I overall I really enjoyed going back and and rewatching this movie just because it was um, it is such a unique time capsule. I think because um, also you get great shots of a city at that time as well. Um, mm, mm-hmm. And so you have a a real sense of um a real sense of the the overall environment um and i i enjoy all of those elements to it and it's also i think one of sly's you know best performances i think it is a really great um it's a great character for him mm-hmm. um i would hope so since he wrote it um i mean again it's it's very natural you know it's I think that's what makes it so great for him, especially for this time period. And he does bring charm to it. You know, this is a, a character type that we've seen a lot before. You know, I could have been a contender. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that he manages to bring a lot of warmth and humanity and, and charm to what could be a completely unlikable character. No, you're totally right. You're totally right. I mean, honestly, I think that this movie, again, has a lot of interesting 
looks into like the male psyche and the, that connection to this sport and the idea of wanting to go into the ring and leave it all there and it doesn't matter that you come home and the next day you feel like crap you know you you did something that was that was that that left a mark yeah you know and, and that's really interesting like i loved the um the guy who ends up training him his whole like come and beg rocky for the opportunity to train him after years of 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 ignoring him you know and this this scene about him being like i i was i was gonna i was you know i had a prime but i didn't have a i didn't have a manager and mm. so i could have i could have been big and this is your chance and then like it's just a beautiful scene honestly of of watching this man realize how much wrong he had given to rocky and like how much he was gonna have to walk this back and like you can see the wheels turning in his head of like well okay um you don't like that subject how about how about i switch it to this you know and like really it's 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 truly interesting and because it's 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 different than any version of the character that we get with the rest of the film no absolutely because he is this um you know this hard-nosed hard ass that doesn't seem to to want to admit you know fault or wrongdoing um and and really holds a a harsh um stance against rocky uh and you ultimately do get this sense that it's this idea of you know wasted potential you know you you could have been more but you chose to to start doing things that i disapprove of and then yeah now having to come back hat in hand at this moment of opportunity mm-hmm and it's a truly it's a it's beautiful scene honestly it's 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 the best bit of, of acting that's just like randomly thrown into a film that i've i've seen in a, in a good little bit i i was now you can tell that that's a seasoned actor uh and i think that it's i think that the i think the movie really earns rocky's transformation as well um which is another strong point of the film is that it it does manage to make the journey of him being this like kind of just a brute into being a believable you know force in the ring mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and the boxing looks great as well i mean yeah it better look great they're like really hitting each other yeah there are definitely there are several times where there are some hits where you look at that and you go that made real, real, real good solid contact, you know, like someone just got hit mm-hmm. hard. No, and honestly, like the, the beginning of the fight is a, is a great moment of this realizing um, the two people walking to the ring with two different intentions for this fight. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the the realization uh, for for Apollo Creed that Rocky is serious and is taking this serious and him having to like kind of backtrack and and become ready for a for a real fight when he came in here thinking that this was going to be all a publicity stunt yeah i'm gonna essentially come in here and showboat my way through this fight Mm-hmm. exactly because i'm the best and i don't have to try right now because i'm with somebody who's a, who's who's a, lost as many fights as he's won yeah um and you know his his manager you know, you get the 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 build up and the payoff of his manager realizing it earlier. You know, in the in the TV bit mm-hmm. where he sees that Rocky is out here doing this insane shit to train, mm-hmm. and he tries to get Apollo's attention about it, and Apollo, you know, shrugs it off. It's you know, it's the arrogance, you know, sort of of the character, potentially the hubris of the character, potentially leading to 
his downfall in in a championship that was supposed to be a sweep. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he's still like, you know, I guess spoilers before this fucking fifty year old movie. Um, you know, Rocky doesn't win, but that's not the point. It's because he proved himself by going all the way to the final bell. And it ends up being a split decision. It's not a unanimous decision, mm-hmm. you know, that, that Apollo won, you know, undecidedly. No, yeah. But um, I think that Rocky walks away winning more in the end. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's the, it's a, it's a great message, truly. And I, again, I understand why it has lasted so long and is so iconic for so many people and the touchstone in cinema. Because um, the easy answer is Rocky wins. Yeah. You know, the easy cinematic answer is Rocky wins at the end. Yeah. You know, or... But that's a lame answer, actually. It's the easy answer, but it's the lame one. And it's it's this very um, humbling, this leveling of the playing field of this, you know, rich versus poor, you know, privileged versus not, educated versus not. You know, this this real leveling of, like, anybody can do anything, and, and you're just as good as that guy over there who had all of the gifts. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 a very uplifting movie. You know, as a as a through message, and I think that they do a very successful job with this. I think that this is very well written. I was surprised, honestly, um, at the end of this movie that Stallone had written it. You know, <laughs> after watching the entire thing, I was like, okay, okay. There were definitely times where I was like, no, I see the Stallones happening all around. But I was like, this is pretty impressive that, like, at the end of the day, that like, he created this this iconic film. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Um, so if you had to rate uh, Rocky out of five, what would you give the first Rocky? Um, I'm going to give Rocky a four. Okay. Um, I think I have to knock it off for the things that are just blatantly toxic in the film. I do. Um, but overall, I think this film is is, is truly um, worth all of the recognition that it's been getting. Um, I think that... Honestly, I was expecting this movie to be really stupid. You know, after after years of hearing all of the stuff about this film, I walked into this, you know, going like it's it's going to be like a romp. Mhm. You know, we're going to it's going to be really campy and and you know, we're just going to we're going to sit through this film. But honestly, um walking away from it, I I was very impressed. Worse um more so than I guess the the legacy had given me, you know. I think that I think that this stands more on its own. Mm-hmm. No, I think that that's all fair. I was, I think, going to lend toward a four as well. Um, you know, I think that it it doesn't necessarily nail everything for me. Um, you know, narratively, I don't think that that it always necessarily is is. Um, popping where it should to be or or that it takes you know the the right i don't know that it ties off everything i guess as as well as i would like it to in certain in certain instances but overall i really enjoy um the experience and i think that it does stand the test of time very well and i think it does stand you know as one of the greats of that time period um one of the best of the genre and also of course you know one of the best of of stallone's career for sure and and carl weathers as well um no and i I think that it it earns the legacy you know and if if all other movies were were forgotten you know and the last of the rocky films that we had was was rocky you know i still think that that would be fine yeah i think so um 
so yeah. And I guess now, without further ado, we should jump into uh, the other one, the one that is concluding, I suppose, its its trilogy. They might do more, who knows. They're probably going to do more. Wait, oh, yeah, I guess this is really the third Creed movie. Mm-hmm. Man, I did not watch the second one. I gotta catch up. Uh, well, it's it's getting here today. Oh, well then perfect. Fantastic. Um, so, now without any further ado, uh, we'll jump into Creed, uh, which came out in 2015. Um, wow, it's almost been a decade. The film is uh, directed by Ryan Coogler uh, and written by Ryan Coogler and Aaron Covington. Uh, the premise is former world heavyweight champion Rocky Balboa serves as a trainer and mentor to Adonis Johnson, the son of his late friend and former, former rival Apollo Creed. Um, it stars Michael B. Jordan as Adonis, Sylvester Stallone returning as Rocky Balboa, uh, Tessa Thompson, Felicia Rashad, um, and it came out, like I said, in 2015. It's rated PG-13 and runs for two hours, 13 minutes. Uh, and this is the sixth Rocky film. This is the sixth in the franchise. So we've got Rocky. And then we're four after Rocky, and then now this Creed one. Wait, yes. Five after the first Rocky, and then this one. There is Rocky Two, Rocky Three, Rocky Four, Rocky Five, Rocky Balboa, Creed. Okay, so this is the seventh film. Yes, six after the sixth of the sequels. Yes. Um. So here we are, you know, also almost uh, perfectly, uh, like forty years later, mm-hmm. you know, at this point. Um. And at this particular instance, you know, 2015, we are definitely getting into the point in time where we're seeing these return of, you know, franchises with these sort of legacy sequels, reboots sort of things. You know, at this point, like, the Evil Dead film has come out that sort of restarted things. Um, we've had plenty of Texas Chainsaw Massacres at this point um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that all all use that name. Um and so Creed was a was a really interesting opportunity to go to you know one of the one of the few like really successful sports franchises you know out there. Honestly, yeah. Truly um, truly when you think about it as a sport. Um and and as like a yeah, like how many sports movies really have like this many movies, you know? Moneyball doesn't have a sequel. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm really blanking right now, honestly. Honest. Um, um, there's Sandlot and Sandlot Two. Sandlotter. Um, That's not what it's called. <laughs> Sandlot with a vengeance. Um, <laughs> That's right. Live free or Sandlot. Um, <laughs> These are you gotta write them down. <laughs> These are all checks in the boxes for me, man. <laughs> um, and then the reboot sequel, The Sandlot. Uh, <laughs> that's right, that's right. But this time they have a have a five as the S. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Five yeah. cream. That's um, right, always. And so... I didn't see that many of the Rocky sequels. Mm-hmm. I have seen some of them... Cut and paste them together a little bit in my brain. Um, 
because the one that I really went back to more often than anything was Rocky, the first Rocky. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know the the one with the Russian because it's it's the one with the Russian, and everybody knows the one with the Russian. Um, and so that was another thing that I thought was interesting. You know, that definitely made me more interested in watching Creed, but also it was just one of those movies that still I never got around to seeing mm-hmm. when it came out. And then years later, Creed 2 came out, and I was like, well, I didn't see the first one. I should probably see the first one before I see the second one, so I won't see the second one until I see the first one. And then I still never got my ass around to watching the first one. Um, And so now here we are, you know, at at Creed 3, and finally I was like, all right, I'm going to sit down. (laughs) I've got to at this point. (laughs) God damn it, and I'm going to watch Creed, because I really want to see Creed 3 in theaters. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... So sitting down to go and watch it, I definitely know that people love this movie. I definitely know that people consider it, you know, one of the better of the kind of legacy sequel films out there. Um, And I know that this is one of the movies that made Ryan Coogler like a really big breakout as a director, you know, and, um, you know, I think it even to a certain degree gave Michael B. Jordan even higher leading man status for a lot of people. Um, because his career was already definitely on the up, you know, and on fire at this point. But I think that this definitely, you know, really accelerated a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a big deal to come into a brand like this, you know, where you're filling in really for, you know, you're coming in and being our focal point, even though Balboa is still here as a character, mm-hmm. you know, you're coming in and filling in those shoes. Yeah, it's not the the traditional legacy where it's, like, the son of the person who was, you know, like, how they did in, um, oh, gosh, did they do that in the, in the Karate Kid movies? Is it, like, a, isn't it, like, a child? Um, well, in the current Daniel show, one. in the current show, uh, Cobra Kai, it's following, um, the nemesis figure as our good guy. Mm, mm, mm. I might be mixing up my things. But anywho, you know, it's usually like the, the yeah, son of the direct person. Child. Yeah, direct legacy person. Um and you know, Balboa's pivoting over, but he's also filling in the the Apollo role. You know, so he's pulling this real double duty of of filling in, you know, for the character that we lost while stepping into the role that Stallone has stepped out of as he steps into the Burgess Meredith part. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's a really interesting movie. Um, I gotta tell you, it, it even managed to, I think for me, blow past the, the hype that it had going into it. I was really, really, uh, struck by how magnetic this movie was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it starts at a 10 and I don't think it ever really comes down from there for me. Um, tightly told storytelling, um, engaging performances, incredible incredible boxing on screen really fantastic stuff to watch um some of the some of the best shit that you can put your eyes on um (laughs) (laughs) that's fantastic that was a great sentence and beyond even beyond the boxing the movie looks phenomenal Mm -hmm. you know ryan coogler knows how to shoot a fucking movie you know he he knows how to hold a shot, how to, how to take long takes, you know, um, and let motion and action play out. Um, you know, he does some great sort of, you know, tracking shots. Um, really, really engaging filmmaking 
that is grounded by just some top-notch performances. Uh, I was astounded that Stallone, you know, I've seen him more recently, obviously, in stuff like The Expendables. It was great to see him go and find such a grounded, rocky performance and settle back into the part so naturally. And going back and watching the first Rocky to this one, it does feel like he is playing that character, you know, aged up. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is also, of course, him playing Stallone, but, you know, it's appropriate, you know, yeah. and I think that he doesn't, it doesn't feel cheap, mm-hmm. you know, in any way. You know, we don't have a scene where he still gets to fight, you know. Um, ah! <laughs> they, they missed um, out. They missed out on doing that. And so I really enjoyed that aspect uh, of the film. And it manages to recapture, you know, a lot of certain moments and certain energies from that first film you know, but but still do them in a way that doesn't feel cheap. Uh-huh. And I think that it's also so great that they do go and set it in the city and even, you know, bring back, like, the, the statue, the actual Rocky statue, you know, and that sort of thing. Um, because I think that it helps, you know, make that whole world more real, because also the city is different, you know, than when the first Rocky took place. You know, Rocky now has his own gym, you know, that's very fancy and it's um it's a really exciting interesting movie and also on top of that the person that is his legacy you know more directly is the person that he ends up deciding to to back the fighter against you know uh and so it's a really complicated movie with a lot of spinning plates but i think it manages to keep them going for just as um climactic of a conclusion yes 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 i agree with i agree with like everything that you said um (laughs) So, um, I watched this film, uh, without watching any of the other Rocky films, um, with my dad. We went to the theater. I, I very distinctly remember this because it was, like, one of those films that, um, you know, as a black person, you go, oh my gosh, a black person in a movie? Well, I gotta see it, you know? And so you go to the theater and you watch this, even though usually my, my folks were very much a we rent movies kind of household. Like, we would go and do the Redbox or Blockbuster, you know, going to the theater was, was, was expensive, um, and that way we could all get like a variety of what we wanted, but this is something that I watched in theaters and I had a blast watching it the first time, but it's been years. It's been years since that. Like I have not watched this film since that moment. So, <laughs> um, it was great going into this and, and kind of being blind to it again, you know, watching it for the first time, kind of how you said with the Rocky film. And, um, since I had already watched this prior to watching Rocky, like I had a lot of, you know, assumed things you know about about these characters about this legacy child of 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 creed you know and what that must have meant who who apollo must have been and you know him uh rocky the at the grave of his his lost wife and you know the the who who adrian must have been you know all of these things and honestly i think that at the end of the day i think that this movie lands harder for me because also, to your point, Stallone is doing a phenomenal job being old man Rocky in this film. Um, he's he's perfect. He's precious in the entire film. And it, it really works. I think that all of the Stallone-isms that have uh, multiplied over the years of him being in, in the pop culture, you know, I is really, really sit nicely in this. You know, he's, he's just being a person. And it's great. You know, um... And all of the things that are hard that he's going through, you like really feel that with him. And he's just doing the best acting that I've seen him do in a very long time. And it's so nice to see. And it's 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 a reminder that of why we we watched these people to begin with, you know, 
especially also he's grown so much mm-hmm. over over the years um and this movie is also a great movie for um michael b jordan this yes. was this was like the thing that launched his career but i think that the moment that i realized he was around was black panther mm-hmm. the same honestly with chadwick was like this this huge like you know people posters were plastered everywhere if these people was a huge movie and so i think that that was the thing that that really cemented him as a person in my in my my um viewing of movies catalog um but this film is great and he does a great job and i had forgotten how how good this movie truly truly was because of so much time being passed um and tessa thompson's in this film like what are you doing? <laughs> you know, yeah. she's like, she's just doing like normal people in this movie. She's not like putting all of her testimonies. It's not a high concept anything, you know, no, yeah, it's she's not Westworld or anything. She's just being a person and it's so interesting, you know, and it's, it's much better than whatever she's doing in Marvel, you know, Marvel be making and breaking people. I swear to God. Um, <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um, but no, this, this movie has great fight sequences. Um, they, it, it really like you follow the story so tightly and it's, it's, it's really just a, a nice story of these parallels of these characters. So also, you know, that I knew going into Rocky th- that Apollo and Creed were not enemies. And I was like, well, how, how do they get to not being enemies? Because every fighting movie is always about these two rivals where we've got our good guy and we've got our bad guy. And like, so Carl Weathers has to be my bad guy. Like Apollo Creed has to be my bad guy. If Rocky is my good guy, he's my white hat. But like the fact that, you know, that's not the outcome that you get in this movie that's so far flung in the future, you know, really um, is such an interesting dynamic as well. Him him teaching this kid after, after saying no to, to training anybody else Mm-hmm. you know he he sees this kid and he he feels like he owes him because of the history that they've had of of you know him and his father and it's 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 truly just a a, a really good a really good sports movie honestly um you don't know what the what the true outcome of this fight is gonna be it, no. could, it could easily just be another you know, we're going to psych you out like the first Rocky film, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tie, mm-hmm. you know, or they're going to, they're going to pull the rug underneath us and he's going to lose, mm-hmm. you know, cause also this isn't the same kind of character. He is more like Creed in the sense that like, he has all this money, he has all this wealth and he hasn't had it for a long time, all of this privilege and, but still chooses to fight, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think that this, this, this film is just just a a really good ride and anybody who who likes watching movies like this is gonna like this film you know honestly i think that this is more of an approachable boxing film than like others are no i think that's definitely fair i think i think that across the board this is you know generally you know a a better you know movie than than Rocky is. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that everyone has better tracing, better better, you know, outlines as characters for the most mm-hmm. part. You know, with a few exceptions here and there. Um but I I I think that it also doesn't manage to make it feel um any less drained of color or vividness or interesting sort mm-hmm. of drive, you know, and and truly the the you know again we talked earlier about the the balance of the 
the on the field and the off the field, mm-hmm. you know, so to speak, the in the ring, the out of the ring. And really, honestly, this movie does do a tremendous job of using everything out of the ring to make everything in the ring matter. Yeah. Whenever we step into that threshold, we know very precisely what the stakes are at this precise fight. Mm-hmm. And it is the classic, it, it does the great buildup of, you know, the, the hero having to fight harder and harder opponents. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going down and fighting, fighting nobodies and winning in, in Mexico. And then he comes back and, you know, he, he pounds some nobody and then gets his shit clocked, you know, by someone who's been in the ring for years, you know, a seasoned veteran. And then we go and we have that seasoned veteran be one of the people that loses to our main antagonist of the film. And so we do this really good job of creating all of this table setting and addressing and build up to mm-hmm. our final confrontation. And I think that it also does a great job of building that momentum. No, yeah, and they also do a great amount of like um, parallels as well with the original film without copying and pasting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got this this new kid to the block, Adonis, who who's come to this new gym and like wants to be seen by the trainer, and like the trainer's busy training his own son because he thinks that like you know this kid is going to be the one that's going to you know he's going to be the star. He's going to this is going this is his legacy. Mm-hmm. You know, is making this kid the best that he can be, and like I'll get to you when I can get to you, and it's kind of the same almost dynamic of of rock going to this gym for six years and being ignored you know it's going to be the same exact line and i think that that's what brings rocky to this kid more so than like yeah it's the the legacy but he's also seeing a lot of similarities because like the first time he goes to that gym he doesn't have to stay Mm -hmm. he doesn't have to do anything but he chooses over and over again this this kid that he doesn't even know because he feels more connected to this this person than he does to to even the neighborhood that he's been in for so long Mm mm-hmm you know, he's he's completely divorced himself from this world. So, um, no, I, 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 I just, I, I think that this movie is really, really deep and interesting. I also love the, the dynamic of Creed and um, Tessa Thompson's character, you know, meeting. And I, I thought that that was really organic and, and I, I felt like their love story made sense, mm-hmm. you know, and didn't feel rushed or anything like that because it's like you know they're 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 neighbors you know she lives underneath him and, and blasts music and that's their first interaction it's him is banging on her apartment door to be like shut the fuck up and then he she opens the door and he's just like stunned and is like like basically foot and mouth moment for him of being like holy crap i was expecting you know to come here and like basically like fight this dude and like here's this this girl just like standing in front of me mm-hmm. what do what you know and it basically gets the door slammed in his face in this moment and that's their first interaction i just and the the growth of their love story throughout the film is also very connected with his 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 training in this this almost um cleansing of the of the the bad blood in the air mm-hmm. you know of, of who he wants to be well and you know it's he is to a degree afraid of and and rejecting his legacy whereas our antagonist who is our our you know blood descendant of of rocky in the ring Mm -hmm. is desperate for the recognition you know he wants that recognition and to be seen as the heir apparent you know and, and he's hungry to finish and complete that legacy you know, with Rocky in his corner in his last fight before he's going to maybe go to jail, you know, for, for being a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and and so I think it's it's again really interesting that yeah Rocky does want to go to this person who um who like you said is is fighting something else mm-hmm you know much like rocky was yeah and the fact that like he openly chooses to like he knows that he's a creed but he comes to you know rocky's hometown and he wants rocky to train him you know not only because his his father isn't around but also because he feels this 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 familial bond with him you know he he comes up to him and keeps calling him unk Mm -hmm. you know like your family i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a you know a familial name Mm -hmm. you know like like uncle um and I think that that's really interesting because he doesn't go to just anybody. He doesn't go to the 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 guy who who trained his his father. He doesn't go down that line and and lean into being a creed. You know, he wants to make his 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 own stamp on this. And so, you know, who better to go to than the person who beat his dad? You know, really, mm-hmm. you know, who could stand up to the the champ and make it to the last round is the guy who's going to train me to go the distance as well. Mm-hmm. Because also it's a it's a great metaphor of the the first one you know it's his his dad was the the showboat who who didn't really have to work as hard you know he had already gotten his legacy and now he was working on on being a celebrity whereas as Rocky was this guy who fought his way up to the top mm-hmm. you know he got his golden ticket and and he proved that he had the right to be there yeah pound for pound mm-hmm. no it's 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 and it's just a it's I think that you know you 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 said that you felt like this film was was a better film than the the rocky film and i and i do i i agree with that as well i just i think that everything is more flushed out but it doesn't feel dishonest to the legacy of what a rocky film is no not at all um and also going back to what you were saying about tessa and and um his relationship you know I think it does do, especially for a mainstream movie, a great job of keeping a romance as a as a viable B plot. So often yeah. we either have the romance as the rush condensed version, you know, and it's a little bit more of a C plot, mm-hmm. or it's already baked in, you know, and and the character is already in that relationship, you know, and and we're dealing with characters that are you know living with that reality. Um, it's not very often that we get as a strong part of the main plot, you know, one of our big three plots to be a a good budding romance, a good burgeoning romance that goes through that, you know, third act breakup, come back together again, you know, kind of thing. And I think it does a really successful job of, of following the familial, the, the familiar arc of, of the romance plot that we expect, but again, doing it in a way that feels earnest and earned and and um honest yeah yeah and i also like i always felt that it was really interesting the the whole um tessa thompson's character having the the progressive hearing loss mm-hmm. but her her love for music and that kind of being this metaphor of for for creed uh for um adonis in his storyline of this you know i'm gonna do it until it kills me kind of thing you know when you love something so much you're gonna even even when your body is failing you you can't help but want to 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 still to do it as as far as you can. Yeah, Rocky's metaphor about you know the the day after the fight, mm-hmm. you know when you can barely get out of bed, you know, and you need someone to help you pee, you know, and exactly yeah. that sort of thing. You it's it's um it's the toll you know that this kind of thing takes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the willingness to 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 boldly fall into it blindly because uh, well not blindly but, but willingly yeah knowing what you're signing up for mm-hmm. 
And knowing what it might cost. Exactly. You know, it killed your father in the ring. But you're still wanting to do this because at the end of the day, this is what you want to do more than anything else. Yeah. Uh, and I, I thought that it was a really great, really powerful, tremendous movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. That also told a, a really complicated, and this, I guess, will be my final thought. I think that it also managed to tell a really complicated story about a father and a son where our father isn't there. Mm. But, you know, his presence is definitely all throughout the movie. And so we get to go through this interesting arc of a father and a son narrative where where we don't have the father present. Mm-hmm. I also thought it was really interesting, you know, going off of that, the fact that that, that Adonis is, is just rebelling against it so so aggressively. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, that is not my father. You know, he he's he's the 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 cells that helped me become me, but at the end of the day, you know, like I have no connection to this man and the and the, the 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 repulsion that he feels whenever somebody mentions him as as his son, he's like, No, you know, I, I got here on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, without without using that. Well, not all the way, I guess. He totally uses that card to get Rocky's attention. He's like, well, you know, I'm agreed, so. Yeah. But I think that he's still trying to, you know, he doesn't take Creed's name until he basically has to. For for publicity, of course. (laughs) But also, you know, for his own, you know, I think for him, it's it's that moment where the kid comes up and asks him. Hmm. You know, hey, are you Apollo Creed's son? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's up. And then the kid bikes away. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> he just away down the street. <laughs> it was so good. And it like so for good. him, that was like I think uh, this is the impact that it has. Yeah, yeah, Me yeah, yeah. Being Apollo Creed's son. Yeah, is I can this. use. I can. I can use this. And in his finally, because he's he's been Apollo Creed's son. Like he's been raised pretty much by Apollo Creed's late wife. Yeah. Yeah, you know, who is not his mother. Yeah. And and he finally in this moment, you know, accepts it, builds himself to be it, and then fully, you know, is anointed and becomes Creed. Mm-hmm. And that's by when the he gets the, the and that's movie. when he gets the shorts. Yeah, and wins the fight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 the the metamorphosis, you know. Mm-hmm. We got to go through the the hard hero's journey. You know, and that's why it does start with him as you know, Adonis Johnson. Mm-hmm. And then he ends the movie as Apollo Creed or Adonis Creed. But it also has the great, um, the the great polarity of his the both names being on the short shorts. You know, he's yeah. got Johnson and he's a Creed. You know, he is both, and this is the this is who he is, standing proud. You mm-hmm. know, with both of the the things that that create him. The journey of being Adonis Johnson. And Adonis The legacy Creed. of being Adonis Creed. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you said so good. <laughs> uh, so if you had to give Creed a rating out of out of five, what would you give it? Honestly, I think this is a perfect film. I'm going to give this film a five out of five. You hell know, yeah. slap it down. Easy, easy money right here. <laughs> yeah, no, hell yeah. Solid, solid five out of five experience for me as well. Um, really excellent movie. Um you know, and I really can't wait to watch to watch the second one, and I can't wait to go to the third one in theaters. Honestly, I think that um, I'm not sure what's going to happen in the second one, but I do know that this third one is going to be the tits. Yeah, you know, the second one could be dog shit for all I care. This third one is going to be amazing, and yeah. I, I can already tell. I'm so excited! I'm so excited. Um, that's just about all though that we have for you guys uh, this week. 
thanks as always of course uh for listening um come back next week um and we'll we'll have another st- show in store for you but honestly what i'm really excited about is uh the week after next we're going to be bringing y'all some very interesting content we're going to be going to a uh a screening and a Q&A uh for a documentary about Julian Assange uh one of the more controversial figures of the 21st century uh if you don't know he's the guy behind WikiLeaks um he is currently a uh, political refugee, I, I guess you could say of a kind, um, on the run from U.S. Uh, law enforcement, uh, because if he gets extradited back to America, he's going to face, like, potentially a hundred and some years, uh, over a hundred years of prison time. Yeah, so he's going to die there. <laughs> yeah. They're going to bury him under the jail. Exactly, and so, exactly. Um, it's it's going to be really interesting to go to this Q&A uh, and this documentary about him. Uh, and and so we're, we're going to be going and bringing that review to y'all later this uh, later this month. So definitely check that out. Um, dear, do you have anything that you would like to say to the listeners? Uh, gosh, what do I what do I have to say to, to the listeners? I don't know. Um, if you're having good weather, go out and enjoy it. If you're not um, snuggle up with a good movie, um, you know have a have a nice have a nice time uh enjoy whatever day of the week that you're listening to this on and remember the weekend is always right around the corner oh that's fair um i think that that was very good dear um yeah i don't really have anything else that i would like to say we'll catch you guys next week bye Bye.